Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. Uh, my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. If there are some weirdness in our conversation today, it's because the platform that we're using to record this podcast threw cameras at us today, and we're trying to catch them. Um, but now we can see each other as we record. Um, but it's a whole new a whole new thing. So, is it so the fact while that we're we can, across town, is it the fact that we can see each other that makes it weird now? If there's yeah. some weirdness in the podcast, it's like. Yeah, I can see just how boring I am. So I don't <laughs> Me too. I need that. <laughs> the podcast platform is great when somebody just wants to ponti pontificate and not know how bored they are. Yeah. So, and there's all kinds of new things happening. We use Zencaster, no E out between the T and the R for some reason. And uh, the platform is all changing. And even looking at the recording of our wave files, can you see that on your end, Jeremy? I can. Yeah, it's moving in real time. It's moving in real time, but it looks really blurry. That's which just makes me that's, that's very just, nervous. It's just your voice. <laughs> okay. My voice is blurry. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's 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 not let these technology things get in the way of good old fashioned camping, which is what we're talking about today, season three, episode eight, the camping trip, and this episode, it, the the basic gist is the Harvest Festival was a tremendous success, and so now everybody is wondering what Leslie's big idea is going to be for their next initiative. Uh, and so she organizes a camping trip to help them help the parks department team come up with a great plan and uh, hilarity ensues. I mean, that's really the whole deal, right? Yeah. I mean, what, what, what couldn't go wrong when you're camping? You know, there are, uh, I don't know. Camping is, is a pretty stressful thing in my life. So it feels like. A lot of things can go wrong and uh, it makes me nervous. Plus there's those fun movies where like the, the people, all the friends go camping and then um, people show up in like masks and stuff and, and like try to surprise them with knives. So <laughs> surprise, here's a knife. <laughs> yeah. So camping, camping isn't for everybody. No, nah, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Mm -mm. Uh, yeah. So what is your uh, first impression of this episode? I just thought it was interesting looking back on it, how quickly, like nobody cared about the parks department for so long. And then all of a sudden they just nail it with the harvest festival. And now they're like, okay, what's your next big idea? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Give her, give her a break, man. Why? It's like literally the next episode. So, um, I felt like there was a lot of undue pressure put on Leslie. And I know that she's like a machine who can just is a good idea machine. But, uh, you know, I, I felt like she deserved a break, but, uh, they just kept, you know, on her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think part of the, uh, the ignoring the parks department is by design for Ron. Ron, the only thing he wanted was to be ignored in, in the whole government. And so now Leslie, Leslie actually did something her. successful. Yeah. So she's put all this pressure on them. And uh, yeah, so she's living under the pressure <laughs> that she created and the rest of the park. Okay. Yeah. And the parks department doesn't know how to handle it. Like they, they, they anticipate that she's going to continue to be great. Uh, and so they don't have to worry about it. But now, yeah. uh, as this episode will reveal, they do have to worry about it um, because it's a parks <laughs> department team not just a parks department leslie yeah so that classic there's no saying. leslie there's no leslie and team <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. so everybody knows that everybody sure. but so there is an they, i there is i and leslie <laughs> uh yeah and there is less <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i think the i and, think the, the leather math works out <laughs> Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I like this episode. It's yeah. not, it's not one of my favorite episodes, but there are some very funny things in it. There are some great, like one liner jokes, um, and scenarios that getting the team out of the office 
you know, yeah. they have some different dynamics. Um, you know, so they like the fishing experiences, sure. uh, Tom and his tent, mm-hmm. uh, just, so, there's a lot of really good things that they're able to set up, taking them out of the office. Um, and, uh, yeah. I think, so I think what makes this one like actually, so instead of talking about Leslie's, like all the pressure for this episode, what stuck out to me was just the two, the two places, the camping in the woods and then where they ended up after, which I thought was just, I remember watching it for the first time and going, Oh, wow, this, this is interesting. Let's see where this goes. And it was totally worth it. It was great. So yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk how they get there. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, it no. Starts what, off what were you going to say? The cold I felt open. like you're going to like go somewhere. Oh, no. I'm, I'm ready to start talking oh, about let's, it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so the cold open starts with uh, Paul, the city manager, praising Leslie and talking about how successful the Harvest Fest really was. And uh, so they had thousands and thousands of people come through. They raised a ton of money for the city. Uh, it was an all around win. And as as Paul is talking about this, he's displaying some some signs of physical distress and uh <laughs> it starts like i'm not laughing like, at i'm not laughing at <laughs> his pain like ah, physical it's just your description of it it was very funny well you don't know Sorry. like i remember I watching want, this i just the don't first... want people to... <laughs> i don't want people think i'm a monster like ah, physical distress like, well, if they don't know that now then they're never okay. going to catch it so yeah. uh, um so he's <laughs> he seems to be like doing poorly and uh you know he's pausing in between his words and he's trying to like catch his breath and uh and then he calls leslie up to uh to talk or to get a photo or whatever the point is and then he like he starts to like <laughs> like really fall apart he grabs <laughs> leslie's breast and everybody freaks out and he's having a heart attack and uh <laughs> and it cuts to a talking head of leslie uh say that's the second most way a man has grabbed the uh, second most awkward <laughs> way a man has grabbed my breast <laughs> <laughs> which is unfortunate uh, <laughs> that, that that happens at all to Leslie, but she's always like, one of the things I appreciate about Leslie is it could be worse. Like that's her sure. general MO. Like that's not the most awkward way. That's the second most. So it's like, that could be worse. <laughs> yeah. The worst, the worst has already happened. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's then all it cuts to from the, here. Yeah. You can only get better inappropriate things happening in the workplace from here. So, and it's not like Paul was trying to, to be a sleaze. Like like he's having a heart attack. He just like grabbed something to, to help him like stable his, his body, you know, because he's dying. Never mind. There's a a whole pot. Never mind. There's a whole podium to his right. Well, you know, you do what you can. But his hand was already the heart out because he was the, oh. waving Leslie over, you know. So his hand was uh-huh, already out uh-huh. there. So I don't know. I, I wonder don't if think Dexter he's was taking notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. Councilman was trying to uh, to like learn from this yeah. experience. Oh, how many Dexter. how many heart attacks can I fake? <laughs> how much sympathy can that get me? <laughs> Dex Hart. Yeah. He's a real sleazeball. All right. So then the credits happen, cuts to the office, uh, and Leslie talking about, hey, we organized a camping trip so that we can come up with our next great idea. Um, and then like they're talking about how uh no one really wants to do it, um, but she's like urging them all to do this. And uh at one point they're talking about how like her uh her breasts save are dangerous, they kill. Um, and she's like, No, they don't, they save <laughs> lives. <laughs> And then she holds up the Pawnee Sun uh, tabloid newspaper. Um, and oh, I had the thing written down, I thought. But the, some, the, uh, the headline on the newspaper was, uh, Nope, Grope is Last Hope. <laughs> so and it's a picture of the city manager holding on to uh, Leslie for dear life. Uh, and, and so then also, Chris Traeger comes in. Uh, cause he is stepping in as city manager as Paul is recovering. And so, um, the, uh, from, this from is his a octuple way- bypass. Yeah. That's a lot of bypasses. That's eight. So like you have four mm-hmm. ventricles, right? So that's two ventricles for so, each. So Paul, Paul has two hearts. Like Dr. Who. Yeah. He's a time Lord. <laughs> <laughs> 
that makes so much more sense. Because I also saw him in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and uh, he looked very old. There you but go. He's time traveling. So Same universe. There. Got it. Okay. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, Chris comes in, and he is it's talking about how he's he does a talking head stepping in for Paul, uh, and he is excited for Leslie's next big idea. Now, one of the things that we should note here is Chris was originally planning his character was going to leave after Indianapolis. That was his uh, character's exit strategy. But they brought him back like uh, Michael Corleone in Godfather 3. And so, which is the best Godfather. It is not. Um, no, the pizza's the best. Oh, man. Do it. I love Godfather's pizza so much. Oh, my word. What, why do they take away the buffet? And also Godfather uh, pizzas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, that there are so many questions about <laughs> so many things here, but that Godfather's Pizza in Totem Lake was like far enough from my house growing up that I uh, that if I walked there during the summertime, I didn't feel terrible uh, <laughs> because of all the exercise I got before I got super fat. Um, but then it became saying, a comedy <laughs> club, and uh, I did an open mic there a couple times, and uh, I wanted to like start my set like. This used to be a Godfather's pizza, and that's the way why I am the way I am now. Like, because I'm not I'm not a thin man. Uh, so, like, so much of my life has been shaped by Godfather's pizza, including my current shape. So. But, but you are but you are a funny man, and what's 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 great is that it, you came full circle. So, <laughs> ah, it's another fat joke. I get it. No, no, I'm sad. That wasn't. I'm sad now. Eh, well. <laughs> no, it's fine. Have some, I have some pizza. I'm, I, <laughs> it, it, uh, I'm gonna tonight. <laughs> it's pizza night at the Duman House, so we're gonna make our own pizza. <laughs> Maybe I convince Kathy to make a dessert pizza. Yes. Can Can you put some yeah. strudel? And also on that? get like a like a. <laughs> <laughs> just Just lay it out like in a long line, so it's like a buffet. Perfect. Yeah, and I'm gonna put it all I, I under lamps. Like there's people. <laughs> Right. Yeah. There's people who have no clue what we're talking about. It's great. Godfather's Pizza. Okay. Uh, you know, Herman Cain, uh, <laughs> he was the CEO of Godfather's Pizza before he died at a Trump rally. Um, and uh, he also one time uh, pres- presidential candidate himself. He had this whole plan, nine nine nine, um, because that's how much the lunch buffet costs. And he's like, let's just stick with that, nine ninety nine, and uh, um, yeah. But he, he was but the drink God was extra. Pizza. I know that was so stupid. Oh man, there were so many <laughs> dumb rules. Buffets get you one way or another, and you yeah. think this is not expensive compared to how much food I'm going to be able to eat. But then you start eating, and you're like, I can't eat all this food. And that's when the like Herman Cain from Beyond the Grave is like, excellent. I've got you now, my precious. So you get your money because they think you think you can out you can beat the house, but you can never beat the house. The house always wins. That's why he's the godfather. Um, and so yeah, anyway, pizza. Where why were we talking about pizza? <laughs> why were we talking about Godfather? Why weren't we talking even about why weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Why? What is happening? Where did because they, they, is... they pulled you back? Because they pulled you back in, like Mike Michael Corleone in Godfather Three. Oh so yeah, Godfather Chris. Got it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Chris Traeger. There you go. Got it. All right. Okay. We got it. We're only so, fourteen minutes um... in. It's good. We're fine. Right on schedule. Yeah, this is fine. Uh, so Chris is encouraging the whole team, and he's like, "I'm excited. It's like I'm a I'm I'm running up a mountain, and you are all my hydration <laughs> packs that'll help me cross the finish line." To which Ron repli- replies, "Surely not me." <laughs> and Chris is like, "Yeah, you are. You're all my hydration packs." So, um, so then he jets out, and then it cuts to Andy laughing hysterically at the shoe shine stand, <laughs> and his his. I wanted to say patient, but his client uh, at the time <laughs> is Kyle and uh, April comes up and, and he's like, April, you got to hear the funniest thing just happened to Kyle. Tell him about what happened. And, and it's like my identity was stolen. <laughs> and Chris, Andy is just laughing at Kyle's misfortune and like they froze all my accounts and he laughs even more. And then April's like, April is just like, bye, Kyle. <laughs> like, just I don't care. Bye, Kyle. Yeah. 
and so then convince it. Uh, so then she starts saying like, Leslie's making us go on this dumb camping trip and I hate camping. It's outside. You can see the stars and I hate that. Um, and uh, Andy's like, well, I'm going to convince you to love camping because camping is awesome. And so he uh, is going to do everything he can. His whole arc for this episode is going to be trying to convince April to love camping. Camping is, is awesome. Uh, it can be awesome. I don't know. I have a house. <laughs> I, why, why do I want to take all my house outside? All my stuff is here, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I used to go camping a lot when I was younger with my uncle and my aunt. Um, and uh, every time we went camping, it was usually like somewhere in the woods that I'm pretty sure was not a campsite. It was just like <laughs> a place my uncle knew. And... um it was always, it always rained always. And so that was terrible. And then one time we went camping and it was somewhere out in the mountains and we were driving from our campsite to the river. And there was a dude who like was in a motorcycle accident. He was cut up. He was messed up. And my uncle was like, hop on in. (laughs) I'll take you. I'll take you to the hospital. And so like he, which was like really nice. Like this was great that un- my uncle would do this. Um, so he took us back to the campsite and he left for hours. <laughs> like It's like with a strange dude who he found by the side of the road. As like good Samaritan story in real life. Yes. Awesome. But then also when's my uncle coming back? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it was kind of a win, 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 lose tension moment there and i think that was the last time i went camping with them it sounds like a lot of most camping experiences so yeah you were getting it that happened to you where you uh (laughs) found a dude beat up on like just messed up on the side of the road and who hasn't oh okay well then camping's awesome i guess no we went we went hiking one time and we came back to our car and it was broken into and we were probably 30 miles off of the the main road and so um, we were way out, way, way out in the woods, uh, out in the, the peninsula, out on the uh, Washington Peninsula. And so, yeah. And my dad just goes, just shakes his head and says, bush vets. And that was it. I just had to figure out later what, what he meant by that, which is just, I guess, people who came back. What from did Viet- he mean by that? Well, I guess like people who would come back from Vietnam, soldiers come back and they couldn't handle society. So they go live up in the mountains. And then like if they saw a car at the trailhead they would break in to get supplies so this is a funny podcast and that wasn't a very funny story so um chris and ann uh meet outside somewhere is that the <laughs> is it the inspiration for rambo though it, it, yeah rambo like first it, blood it was the prequel actually it's where he punched the window and then he got bloody and that got was it. that was the first blood that was the that was the first yeah, yeah that makes sense all right you were saying something about Chris and Ann what happens oh, with Chris oh, and Ann I don't know they were just outside uh, they they run into each other in the hall and have an awkward exchange yeah, super awkward <laughs> yeah like this I'd love to catch up with you to which <laughs> Ann says yeah ketchup and mustard <laughs> and uh, you know because ketchup like the Chris like throws the ball back and he says I right. relish your relish. wit. I'm like, this is great. This is wonderful. And then she says, I salsa your face. (laughs) So bad. It's all so bad. Um, And again, Anne is coming to City Hall ultimately to see Leslie. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's where the next scene is. She goes in. She's like, I ran into Chris. It was super awkward. uh, And he's back. And I don't know how to feel about it. And um, and so Leslie then invites Anne camping because she doesn't work with them. She doesn't work there. Sure. <laughs> like, why does she keep inviting her to these things? She does not work there. Um, but so she's going to come to. I don't to... think. So. Camping. Yeah. What? Sorry. Yeah. They, she has nothing else going on um, in her life, I guess. Like, none of her work friends ever do anything with her. But. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Did you see the paper behind Leslie while she's doing this? While they're having no. a conversation? It, it said no. it was the Pawnee Journal again. And it says Harvest Bestival. Love it. Yeah. Which I, I thought love was it. Funny. Harvest Bestival. So, so they go camping. This is the whole plan. So they get out to the campsite and 
Uh, Leslie's got everything planned out minute by minute. And Ron is eager to get to brainstorming so he can go fishing. Did you see the name so, of the 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 campground? They, they, no. they showed the sign. It was the Pawnee Campground, but then it was cut in half. And underneath it was Wamapoke County Forest. Which I thought was <laughs> so they just, they co-opted. Yeah, that's funny. Such a great uh, little, they had to make a whole sign just for that joke. It was great. Yeah, you know they spare every expense. Um, so yeah, so Ron is eager to go get the brainstorming going so that he can go fishing. And he the way he describes fishing is it's like yoga, but I still get to kill something. <laughs> so it relaxes me, <laughs> which is so, great. Um. And then they're setting up the campsite, and I love Ben. Uh, he just has a sleeping bag, and he says, I claim this part of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron's like, it's called the ground when it's outside. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, and he like he didn't buy a tent because he's like, I don't go camping. I'm not going to spend 150 bucks for this one-time thing. Um, and uh, everybody else is getting, setting up tents. Tom's tent is amazing. It's fully furnished by sky mall he's got a <laughs> he's got a dog couch for a bed he's got a ice cream maker he's got his direct tv uh and te- television he's got everything all set up dj roomba's uh, back yeah dj roomba's in the house picking up all of the outside and uh <laughs> yeah so he's all set up to go and then it cuts over to andy's little uh tent that he set up for him in april um and uh he it has flower petals that, as you can see, they smell amazing. Um, and he spelled her name out in the flower petals. He's got champagne. He's got balloons. It's like a whole awesome thing. And uh, he's ready to go. Uh, Ron, so so like that, they, they're setting up the tents. And then it cuts to a meeting, and we're, they're going for suggestions. Ron's suggestion is to return the profit to the citizens of Pawnee. <laughs> Uh, and the math of it is pretty great. It works out to 83 cents per household before postage. So uh, really good idea, Ron. Uh, Donna or Tom points out that no rappers have been to Pawnee and he suggests they build an amphitheater for like millions and millions of dollars. And Donna suggests a luxury dog park. Poodles only. No pooping. <laughs> so I think it'll be great. Poop is not luxury, I guess. No, 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 not at all. It's gross. Uh, so then it, yeah, April, Andy calls April and she's like, where are you? Uh, and this is the big reveal. Andy's in a totally different campsite. <laughs> and so he's like, OK, I'll come to you. And so he he's going to tear down all this stuff and then walk over there, which is great for Andy. And it's one of those things where it's like, I wonder if his schedule that week was bizarre. And so they're like, we need him to be here but not for the whole thing and so he's right gonna do his own thing that he can do in like an afternoon uh while the rest of the team is recording their their other stuff um but he packs up all this stuff and starts going over there april is an annoyed uh camping and there is a babbling brook that won't stop babbling and so she yells shut up (laughs) to the air so april's doing great uh, cuts back to the meeting and Ben invest is suggesting investing profits for a per- 4% interest in building a nice nest egg for the city, which is a good idea, Ben, Ben, that is a good idea. Um, and, uh, but it's not exciting to anybody. And then April says, I didn't come up with anything because we're just going to do whatever Leslie says. And everybody else on the team was like, yup, <laughs> whatever Leslie says, that's what we're going to do. Um, and, uh, Leslie's not happy about that. So she and I love how Tom him, calls out Ben like when, when with his thing is like he actually does what you do with with Anne. He's like, why are you still here? The Harvest Festival is over. Go like why? That's a stupid idea. White Urkel go away. White Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, he should be less involved with the Parks Department in theory. Like he should be more concerned about the whole city but the parks department is where the hot financial action is right now so ben's whole job is finance for the city so that's where he needs to be so yeah it makes sense but tom is also just annoyingly uh uh, annoyingly pestering of ben's good financial idea because it is a good idea it makes it makes dollars and cents 
Call me Bond. Municipal Bond. Oh, Ben, I'm so excited for those days. Um, so <laughs> Leslie is upset that nobody come up, came up with any good ideas. And so she tells everybody to clear their heads and then come back with their good ideas. And she'll tell them what her good idea is, um, which we find out she actually does not have a good idea. Um, and uh, so her and Anne start talking and she's like, Chris wants the next project to generate revenue. So we got to figure out a way to do that. And Anne tries to pump Leslie up like you're Leslie. Nope, you can do this. You've got this. Um, cuts to Andy, who is walking back with balloons, his backpack and his guitar. <laughs> and April calls and he, uh, he's, they have a terrible connection. And so one of the point he says, walk around in circles like I am. So the, uh, the cell phone can triangulate the call, um, which doesn't work also which doesn't work this is a psa people yes 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 if you are don't have good cell coverage or reception don't just raise your arm up thinking you have made a tremendous difference in your <laughs> distance to relationship to the satellites like that did nothing for you a, a higher phone at arm's length is not a solution to bad service the, the, listener nuts listen, listener I, I i've been with uh jason out in public events where you could say that that uh cell service has been marginal at best and just the look of disdain on jason's <laughs> face when he sees multiple people raising their cell phone not not with the light like you know hey we're, we're like they're trying to get cell service so they can send that picture or whatever and uh, every time it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I just need you to know this is a real, this is a real sticking point for him. So just keep him in your thoughts and prayers during, during times of low cell, cell Thank coverage. You. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, this last year, one of the blessings of COVID is that <laughs> I did not go to uh, CenturyLink field, now Lumen field um, to see all of the people trying to do that exact move because <laughs> that field, while, you know, Funded by a tech giant in our region, Paul Allen like helped make that thing happen. It is a cell phone dead zone, and it always has been. Like I've had two different cell services there, and both times, both different companies, terrible. Um, and there are sixty-seven thousand people crammed into that place. And Linda thinks that if she just <laughs> lists, like, raises her arm a little higher than the people around her. Then all of a sudden she's going to break through the bogged down network system. It's like, no, Linda, it's not how it works. Never mind that Linda's on the hundred level and there's another yes. 20,000 people at the 300 level about a hundred feet up. So, you yeah, know, and they're just like Facebooking like crazy. It's like, oh man, I love the internet up here. It's like, listen, so rich people down on the 100 level, you paid for those seats. At least let us have this. <laughs> Let us be able to distract ourselves from how cold and rainy it is up here. But yeah, anyway, it really bothers me. But Andy's whole plan is like so many people think they have the theory on what's going to make my cell service better. It's like it's not. Sometimes it just sucks. Deal with it. You're in the woods. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And uh, as so he's like, I'm going to come to you. I'll find you. And his trip over there is not is is not good he just starts walking into the woods his balloons start popping um and so he's on an adventure of his own uh for this whole thing so then it cuts to jerry and ron fishing uh <laughs> and jerry is talking about his uh, 16 year old daughter wanting to be on birth control it's like it's too early to be sexually active and uh and he's like you know i was 24 when gail took my virginity uh <laughs> and ron is like you got to stop talking like i don't want to hear any of this this is terrible and i love jerry he's like this 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 one moment in this whole scene is what makes it worth it for me jerry says maybe i should lead a teen abstinence workshop and ron says that might be wildly successful <laughs> So I, I laughed like three times just writing that down. Like, I just kept, I, could, I couldn't get through writing it. It was just so funny. <laughs> yes, Jerry, you're 100 percent right, and for all the reasons, all the wrong reasons. Yeah, like Jerry had a good idea, and Ron agrees that would be a very successful idea. Yeah. So, but Jerry doesn't know why. Um, yeah, exactly, and uh, and then uh, Ben comes to Tom's tent and ask if he wants to bounce some ideas off of each other and tom 
refuses and saying like, Leslie's going to just, we're just going to do whatever Leslie says anyway. And so I'm not going to put a lot of effort into this. And then Ben asks like, how do you afford all this stuff? And Tom says, I return it. People don't re- refuse a crying grown man. <laughs> I burned my hand in the panini press. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so he's just going to return all this stuff. And I would love the episode, like, the cold uh, uh, credit scene or whatever, where Tom is trying to return all this stuff. Like the, the yes. excuses well, he gives, like too, making a is... montage. <laughs> yeah. You were um, I was, I was going to say, Oh, the, um, it's funny because this is the second time in a sure, uh, show where someone has burnt themselves with a panini press. Like, well, okay, okay. I mean, no, I take that back because it wasn't panini press, but it was a uh, an electric, uh, let's say, food making griddle slash press device. So there you go. Yeah, the, the George Foreman grill is a panini press. It's yeah, just on an me. angle. <laughs> yeah. So all the you you knock out the fat, right? So and also um, and also, yeah. How, how how are we skipping over the sky mall portion of this? Like who? <laughs> like who who shops from sky mall like do people take those magazines home like i thought that was just something you looked at on the plane while you were waiting to leave the tarmac um yeah well sadly sky mall <coughs> r.i.p it doesn't it, you don't have it anymore which is a real bummer because yeah but you you are free to take those magazines you don't have to leave them there i didn't know that so Maybe that's why they folded. Yeah, that's probably because they're printing out all these magazines and people are like, uh, I'm going to take this home so I can laugh at you and talk <laughs> like, who's going to need this sword from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> like there's there's eight pages of Lord of the Rings paraphernalia in Sky Mall. Uh, you know, like you tell your friends about how terrible Sky Mall is. And uh, yeah, so that might be why they folded. But you could take home the Alaska Airlines magazine. That's for you. That's that's yours. You oh, wow. paid for that in your seat. Um, yeah, Michael and Scott I can't, also. And I can't get an extra. Th- yeah, Michael Scott no, would keep going. like read the uh, the the in flight magazines. Like he would take them. Like this is something you can have. So, but yeah, you you can't have like extra cookies or or whatever. But you can have as many magazines right. as you want. Okay, take them all. Take them all, uh, and then you'll know all right. like, when you're flying. Challenge. It, if you're flying in the next month, you can look to see like, well, what is what is on the airfare airline movie from east to west at mi- at late night? Because <laughs> those are also listed yeah. in there. Um, so unless they have <laughs> right. the what, two, what 2005 movies, movie will be playing most right. of it anyway. <laughs> and at a terrible uh, <laughs> rate or, or frame uh, aspect ratio. Yeah. yeah. So I watched. uh I was on a flight when they were playing um, the uh, Grand Budapest Motel or Hotel, not oh, Motel. That's a film. <laughs> it's a good film, and I I had not seen it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> and and I I wanted to see it, and but I didn't want to have my first viewing of that as the in-flight movie. And it was like it wasn't there was no <laughs> yeah. on-demand movie options. It was just what was on up on the the TV above and I had to like right. fly like for like right. two and a half hours, just keep my head down. So I didn't see any of this movie. And every time I looked up, like the aspect ratio was changing and I was like, what is happening with this movie? <laughs> yes. yes, And that is actually a part of the movie, but I just thought it was dumb, like air, yeah. airplane being dumb. So anyway, <laughs> uh, okay. So <laughs> back to what we're here to talk about, uh, Ben and Leslie, they go on a walk. Um, and, and Ben's like, wow, the sunset is beautiful. And Leslie explains that it's the pollutions from the Sweetums factory. It's beautiful. Uh, but you know, is it worth the asthma? <laughs> and Ben says <laughs> no immediately, but Leslie's like, well, <laughs> well, we'll see. I wonder, uh, if it, and I wonder if it smells good though. Probably smells like syrup. Yeah. I bet uh-huh. Pawnee actually smells amazing. Like they have a candy factory. It probably sure. smells really good. And that's probably why the raccoons are there all the time. Right. We're piecing it like, together. Yeah. So they made the problems for themselves. Um, and then uh, Ben thinks Leslie will come up with a great idea. And Leslie is the energizer bunny of city government. Um, and uh, she's still just like, I don't have anything. She's nervous. 
Then they come cut back to the campfire, and Ron is telling a horror story about property rights. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. Ron telling a horror story about property rights. So that she's even though it was her own <laughs> private property, she would have to submit it for a state inspection. Uh, and then uh, Ben and Leslie show up, and uh, also they were like, "Did you hear that? Did you hear that?" And it turns out Chris Traeger is running out to see them at night in the woods um, because he just can't help himself. Uh, and Andy is still walking in the woods in the dark by himself. And there are no more balloons. They're gone. So uh, if you see him just walking like the silhouette of balloons, that's over. Um, and this is where Leslie reveals that she doesn't have an idea. And so her idea is to keep working. Oh, I skipped something. Chris and Anne go and talk. Uh, Anne's like, can we talk about us? And so they leave. I didn't write that down. Um, but so now it's just the Parks Department and Ben and Leslie says, I don't have a great idea. And so we, let's just keep working all night. Uh, no one is sleeping. Let's power through. And uh, that is a terrible idea. Uh, and people are hungry and complaining and there's nothing to eat because Jerry scared all the fish away with his loud personal stories. <laughs> uh, and so this camping trip is just falling apart. Uh, so like, cut to even Donna's joke. Donna's joke is like, I miss my canopy bed because it's like, <laughs> like there's nothing, there's no nature above. Like I want to be <laughs> protected. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and it's been one night. It's not even a yeah. whole night yet. Like I miss my canopy bed. It's like I just want to go to bed. Like <laughs> I, how can you miss it already? Um, so they uh, and tells Chris that, that as they're walking that she, she was really embarrassed by the way uh, he dumped her. Uh, and so they, Chris says, let's talk about us right now. And let's go to this diner where we can have egg white omelets uh, and talk mm. about us. And so they're going to do that. And so Ron is trying to get the tent started and uh, or the tent, the van started and it won't start. And then he sees that there's a line going into Tom's tent and the Thunderdome, as he's calling it, has drained the battery of the van uh, and so now people are even more upset. Uh, and Jerry's like, I just packed everything up and now I have to unpack everything. Um, and so then he says, there's a bed and breakfast just up the road. Let's go there. So they all walk to a bed and breakfast in the dark. <laughs> in Pawnee, in the woods. <laughs> it's all so many bad ideas. Um, and it's called the quiet corn. And I just wrote down, it is a terrible place. <laughs> I would never... <laughs> Never want that. Have you been to a bed and breakfast? No, no. I mean, I've been to like not not really a true like a traditional bed and breakfast, um, like a small like smaller kind of overnight resort type places where they have a breakfast, but not where like there's some old cat lady serving breakfast at uh, between five thirty and six fifteen a.m. Have Have you? Yeah, I have been to a bed and breakfast, and I did not like it. Um, because like we went and we, uh, like a group of people rented the house, like our friends, we rented this bed and breakfast. Like we took all the rooms, this group of people, oh, wow. but the downside is if you did don't you do that, all, did you get all the breakfast? Uh, I had some of the breakfast. Um, it was the, the, the breakfast was fine, but okay. as I was there thinking about this bed and breakfast, it's like a hotel is nice because you have like your own bathroom, your own, uh, like your own space. A bed and breakfast is like a shared space with strangers. Like, Ugh. I don't like that. Ugh. I don't like that at all. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's just fortunate that nobody else had reserved the quiet corn uh, with their super early breakfast and so many cats. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm surprised that there was an open at all. And what's her name? Um, Elsa Clack. Uh, Elsa Clack. Yeah. I, and she's... Yeah, she's awful. And like she says, breakfast, can I take your breakfast orders now? Uh, you can have a hard boiled egg, a homemade sliced tomato with <laughs> some seasoning uh, and a German muffin. And Ron's response is, what the bleep is a German muffin? <laughs> and I don't know either what that is. Um, and uh, so they uh, Ben and Tom are our roommates and Tom immediately like, I claim the bed and Ben starts reading the guest journal and they are instantly grossed out by the people who wrote in about their uh, exquisite nights of intimacy. Um, and then Donna and April are roommates, which seems like a great idea. 
Um, and uh, Donna has a flask. And so she's drinking and reading a book and she's actually like going to make the most of it. And then uh, April hears that here's music outside and it's Andy and he's singing a song. And my favorite line in all of music, I found you and I had to fight a squirrel. <laughs> so it's just beautiful. <laughs> Just beautiful. And that's something that I say even today when I look, am looking for something in my house and I find it, whatever it is, I say, I found you and I had to fight a squirrel. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So April runs out there and, uh, and she's going to stay with Andy in the tent. And he's like, it was much nicer at the original place. I, I set it up and, uh, I brought flower petals. I brought champagne. I had to drink most of it to survive. Um, and so, um, yeah, so they're, they're happy. They got it worked out. Um, Chris and Anne are working it out as well at the diner. Um, and you know, Chris is like, I feel terrible for the way things ended. And Anne starts to think that they're getting back together and she leans in for a Chris and, or, or a kiss. And Chris is like, Oh no, <laughs> that's not what this is. <laughs> it's like, it's happened again. <laughs> so, um, so cut back to the quiet corn and Leslie has set up a workstation and she's trying to come up with all kinds of ideas and plans. And Ron can't sleep because of all the cat detritus in his room and all the cats. And uh, so he comes and he's talking with her and, and, uh, and then she's, he, Ron is the hero of this story. Cause he's like, I've got a good idea. Come follow me. And uh, Leslie follows him and she, Basically, he basically pushes her in a room and holds the door shut. He's like, I'm going to lock you in here. I'm going to guard the door so you can get some sleep because you haven't slept in forever. Um, and Mrs. Clack comes out here out and like tells him, like shushes him. He's like, uh, Mrs. Clack, go back to your room or I'm going to like shove a German muffin in your mouth. Um, and uh, <laughs> and I, love, I love to at this point, like Leslie's trying to escape through the the. Um, well, transom. I would have called it a window above the door. Yeah. But Ron, Ron says, no, I've checked. The transom is painted shut, which I thought was a great joke. But I also wanted to know, I bet you that Nick Offerman was the one who knew what that was called and not, I don't know, the writer. I, in my head, in my head canon, like that was, that was all Nick. And just the way he just kind of rolled it off his tongue, yeah. like the transom. I was like, I don't even know what a transom is. And yeah, Ron is the man. Yeah, I, uh, I've seen those things over doors before. Sure. And I've always wondered, why would you want that? Um, but the basic reason to have a transom is to have airflow mm -hmm. and still yeah. be able so to like close cat, your door. Right. So it's like a pretty so good cat, idea. Yeah. So the cat dander can get out. Yeah. And, uh, but somehow, some way they painted it shut, which people painting wood window frames. Uh, mm. Yeah. Such a bad idea. Like, don't do that. You guys don't paint your window frames. You're going to want those to be opened from time to time. Do, 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 do that star rainbow thing. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, Ron, so he traps him in there to get some rest the next day, cut to the, uh, city hall. Ron is whittling and it looks like he's whittling a, uh, a bust of his own face. <laughs> is yeah when i was like that looks like ron um and so he's there and ben and chris are are waiting for leslie uh and ron's like she'll show up and she rushes in and she's like i didn't get uh sorry i'm late i slept seven hours which is twice as much as usual uh so which that's impressive <laughs> um and she shows up with a million ideas and uh ben uh, chris is e eager to just jump on the first one and Leslie's like no i've got more more ideas so like turning the ranger station into a planetarium um, and having different theme nights in the parks. Like, yeah, these are good ideas. So Leslie's back. Um, and uh, the, she says, you're people say you're only as good as your last idea. I say you're only as good as the people you work with. And uh, yeah, it's a nice little mm -hmm. bow for this whole episode. Um, and then it cuts to the credit scene and Miss Clack is playing the harpsichord. And Jerry is loving it. <laughs> Just so, totally into this Ode to Joy cover uh, of, on the harpsichord. And uh, Ben tries to escape, but he can't get out. <laughs> and so he sits back down, totally <laughs> defeated. And then it cuts to his talking head in the hallways. Like, she died 29 minutes later. <laughs> so, yeah. 
<laughs> when I was writing this down, it was the first time I noticed that I was like, oh, it's Ben and Jerry. And so I wrote down they should make an ice cream <laughs> called Quiet Corn, Ben and Jerry's Quiet Corn Ice Cream. <laughs> and it could have candy corn in it. Yeah, candy corn with a cat, with a cat on the, like a cat in the corn cob. Sure. Is there, ben and Jerry's. Is there a cat themed candy? Um, hmm. I mean, no, I don't think so. You could, you could, I think cats are gross. You could repurpose peeps. I guess those are bunnies. That's the closest mm. animal candy I can think of. Cat, cat candy. No, I, nothing's gross. coming to mind. That sounds really gross. You know, they, they could, they could just make like an animal cracker in the shape mm-hmm. of a cat. Yeah, put it in the Ben and Jerry's and candy corn. And what kind of ice cream base? Because you could go with vanilla. But is that the best option? Uh, probably either hmm. tomato or leek jam. With leek jam uh, swirls, Jeremy, you laugh, German muffin. But that... we've had to, we've had tomato ice cream before. No, we Didn't yes you? we have with, <laughs> with basil. It's good. It was. I mean, I well, don't know. I would with... say good. I would say it's a thing I had. <laughs> <laughs> it numbers among the ice creams that I've had in my life. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if yeah, it were a serious base, I would probably. I mean, <sighs> vanilla. Just because I'm not you coming up with anything good right now. Well, because hmm. candy corn is such a powerful, especially when it's like, frozen. I don't know how. Yeah, I'd, it could be a little like jawbreaker mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if it's frozen. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to think about it. People, tell us what you would do with your uh, ice cream flavors for uh, Honey, the quiet yeah. corn candy, <laughs> quiet corn cat ice cream. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you have a suggestion for what to do with that, that ice cream, then send us an email to parks and conversation at gmail.com. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you and also, Hey, uh, tell your friends about this, uh, this little podcast we're, that we're doing. Maybe not this episode because there were a lot of weird video things that we're trying to figure <laughs> out here. Um, but, uh, for the most part, I'm really happy about what we're making here. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, tell your friends. And uh, in, next week, we're going to be um, talking about the fancy party, which is a very important episode. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think I've got some theories about how all this comes about. Um, but yeah, the fancy party, we're going to see the the uh, animal control people. We're going to have. Yes. Uh, yeah, so many good things. John Ralphio's in this one. Mm. Oh man, John Ralphio. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. I don't want to get too far That's into awesome. it because it's just such yeah, not, a good. Not too episode. far into it. I, I yeah. have to leave that page um, so the, I don't get to talk about it. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to add just one little thing, and it's that's more like show and tell. Is it? I, I don't have. I didn't really think this through, so this isn't really like this is off the cuff right now. Um, last week was Valentine's Day. And Mm -hmm. my girls found something as they were out um, picking something up at Bartels, I believe, which is a local pharmacy type store. And uh, they got me this world's coolest parks and recreation uh, noise keychain that has um, like quotes from the show because they they know how much I love Parks and Rec. Yeah, so I just wanted to, there's there's six of them that I wanted to play for you. Uh, I don't think it's any copyright infringement, um, but I'm I'm just going to do it because I thought it was really funny. Okay, so let's see if this works. I am super chill all the time. Is that still in the case? Yeah, I have an open. I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, this thing is pretty big. I know you can't see it, listener, but it's, it's a, it's about the size of what I would, I would describe as a large keychain. So it's, it's really big. Um, so yeah, the first one's Leslie <laughs> saying I'm super okay. chill all the time. I am super chill all the time. I know more than you. That's Which, awesome. That's coming up later. Uh, that's one of my favorite Ron, <laughs> Ron Swanson quotes right there. <laughs> all right. I declare that everything you are saying is stupid. <laughs> I declare everything you are saying is stupid. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. And I think that's kind of like, that should be like almost our tagline <laughs> for the podcast, which is good. Yes. Oh man. 
That yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it was just kind of fun. So the they, they were they were pretty stoked that we we played. And there's for, only six. Yeah, I know. And Ron's two of them. So yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I, I have nothing. It's in its official, like NBC's logos on it and everything, but it's called the world's coolest. Anyway, that was kind of funny. So it's got the Pawnee, Indiana's little official seal That's very cool. up there. So yeah, anyway, there you go. There's stuff out there still that, to this, that to is this day. The coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were nice. Wow. They thought, thoughtful kids. Well, so. now I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go scour all the local Bartel <laughs> and uh, see if I can find one for myself. Yeah. Treat. Keep an, yo self oh heck yes love it love it so yeah was there any yeah, good uh, so. did you did you see any um oh, awesome well thank you for sharing that oh you're yeah you're well any anytime i come up with pawnee inspired uh you know show and tell items I'll, I'll i'll share was there any like uh trivia or anything that you found um i did not see anything super interesting as far as trivia goes um okay yeah, other than the hat ron's wearing when he's fishing is uh from manuka illinois and that's where nick offerman was raised in manuka illinois that's it oh i wonder if it's like his must been his own personal hat yeah probably there's a goof where andy shows off his love campsite for april and the camera zooms out and you can see another camera but um i saw that after i watched it and i was like well i'm not gonna go watch it again right now so i'll have to watch for that <laughs> next time to see trust the internet true. you know it'll it'll never let you down <laughs> it hasn't yet it hasn't yet <laughs> so it's all kinds of awesome theories about how the world's operating um just really insightful mm-hmm. stuff about lizard people yeah. uh the flatness of the earth uh you know fun stuff fun stuff hail zorp <laughs> Oh, oh, the world. So, so, so I could say. Yeah. Did you watch awesome. the commentary this time? The commentary I did not. track? No. Okay. No, I don't. I I don't think there was commentary on this one. So, um, nope, I did not. All right. Well, with all that, then we should just get out of here and go enjoy the rest of this uh, wintry day. And if you are in the snow apocalypse in the Midwest, uh, be safe, be warm. Uh, things should be turning around for you if you have power enough to download this episode of Parks and Conversation. Uh, but if, if you're not, you know, we are praying for you because it's terrible out there. So be safe. And uh, on that very special episode of Parks and Conversation, uh, let's uh, let's get out of here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye.